one of Ryan Day's main missions at this point of the offseason needs to be to snag a quarterback from the transfer portal. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, the holiday break is officially over. We are all back to our regular schedules, the regular hustle and bustle of life. And I'm glad you are finding time to make Locked On Book Guys a part of your daily schedule. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of Locked On Book Guys here on Tuesday, January 2nd in the year 2024. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. One thing we have done a lot this offseason is to discuss some things Ohio State and Ryan Day need to do to be a better football team in the upcoming season. Did it before the bowl game. We're definitely going to do it after the bowl game has been played. And one thing on my mind still that Ryan Day needs to do is to tap into the portal, and when tapping into it, go out there and snag a quarterback because, one, it's going to make your roster better. We have all seen the quarterback play amongst the guys that are currently on the roster. They're unproven. But also, number two, if you don't go out there and snag somebody, what's the reality is what we currently have right now. You might not get the guy that you want. Over the past few weeks, since the portal opened up, there have been rumors that certain players are going to go to Ohio State that were currently in the portal, or were in the portal at that time. One of them being Cam Ward. Cam Ward linked to Ohio State. Cam Ward linked to Miami. Oh, NIL this, NIL that. What do we find on Monday, on New Year's Day? Cam Ward declared for the NFL draft. And I made a, a, a comment on Twitter said, hey, I did not think this was going to be the decision that Cam Ward made. I honestly thought it was Ohio State or Miami for Cam Ward and where he would play football in the upcoming season. He has said, no, it's going to the NFL. I've also heard and people have said recently, post Ohio State's bowl game loss to Missouri, that Will Howard was linked to Ohio State. Well, I recently looked on 247 Sports. They do a phenomenal job of tracking the players in the transfer portal. Their prediction, and these are among the people that cover this in the sport, is that Will Howard, the former Kansas State quarterback, is going to USC. That's not set in stone. It's just a prediction at the time of this recording. Someone in the comment section previously, and also my guy Jeff Hunt, him and I had a little segment about Daquan Finn, former quarterback, I believe, at Toledo. I believe he committed to Duke. So there were guys that were linked to Ohio State. One in Cam Ward, I thought it was a done deal. Didn't happen. It's going to the NFL. Will, uh, Will Howard, is he the best guy that will fit Ohio State's offense? Maybe not, but he would drastically improve your room. And now it's possibly going to be, he's possibly a future USC quarterback. Daquan Finn, a dual threat, a guy that really did phenomenal things against Ohio State in last season. Hey, he could have done good things at Ohio State. No, going somewhere else. And one of the reasons why I always use the word snag, it's easy and simple. If you don't, 
you won't get the guy you want. It's that simple. It's that easy. Because how are things right now in the sport in regards to the transfer portal? Buddy, it's happening so fast. If you don't work quick, fast, and in a hurry, you might get a guy that you might not think will be a starter on your team, but someone that will be a depth piece for you that will add a little bit of experience, but that experience will never be on the field. In comes my mind, Tristan Jebbia. Do I think adding Tristan Jebbia was good for Ohio State for this season? Yes. But do I think he knew coming in he would be the backup or maybe even Thurston quarterback at a time? Yes. Do I think at the end of the season it was, oh, he's not dual threat enough for us to play him, which is why Keenholds got put um, up in front street over Jebbia late in the season, especially in the Cotton Bowl? Absolutely not. And that's still one of the most baffling decisions that Ryan Day has made this year. You have a guy on your roster in Tristan Jebbia who has played football, has had starts under his belt, had did some okay things as a starter and a football player at Oregon State, and is literally the one quarterback that has the most experience on your roster after Kyle McCord enters a portal. And what do we find in a game where you need somebody to step up? You don't call on the guy that has the most experience in the room after your starter goes down. It doesn't make sense. I didn't mean to get animated right now. This is being recorded at halftime of the Rose Bowl. Currently at the time of this recording, Michigan is up. Three points, 13 to 10 over the Alabama Crimson Tide. And look, I'm sitting in this game calm, maybe a little frustrated at times because, well, the way that things are going for the team that I picked to win the game. And also, Michigan's up. I don't like that. So maybe that might be why I'm a little bit animated. But Ohio State needs to work quickly. I mean, you're almost about a time. There are other guys in the portal. Do you think Malachi Nelson, former USC quarterback, is coming to Ohio State? I mean, maybe. Is that an upgrade over what you currently have? Yes. But how do you think it's going to work with adding him to the quarterback room? Jordan McLeod, the James Madison quarterback, is also still in the portal. Um, there are some other guys, Ty Thompson of Oregon. And I saw his name here, and I'm like, wait, hold on. Ain't you been at a couple schools now? I think Ty Thompson started at Nebraska, went to Oregon, is now on the portal. Is he good? Will he be an upgrade? I mean, he has more experience. I don't know how good it'll be at Ohio State in the upcoming season based on what you currently have and what the goals are for next year. But you have to tap into the portal. Ryan Day can't waste any time. Corey Dennis can't waste any time. I understand there was a time they canceled a visit for a certain player that was in the portal. Hey, you are not in a situation to be to be out here saying, oh, we need a left tackle, but we don't want you to come in, so no, we're going to cancel this. I don't know all the behind the scenes. It was just a little odd when it came in front of me, and that news was put on Front Street, really on the front, not Front Street, maybe Front Street of, of my mind. We can utilize that phrase there. You got to do it. What do you have going into next season at quarterback? Devin Brown, unproven. Lincoln Keenholz unproven. Aaron Nolan, true freshman, who's going to be in Columbus this month as a summer enrollee, or excuse me, an early enrollee as a, as, at Ohio State who will be in spring practice. But what do you have? Another unproven quarterback. Those are your top three quarterbacks right now. 
going into next season. You need to add some more depth, some more experience. And hopefully, if you weren't quick enough, you bring in a guy who can start or can compete to start. Because I don't believe at all that bringing Tristan Jebbia in was ever for him to start at quarterback at Ohio State. I don't believe that was the move. But with the unproven quarterbacks that you currently have, Darren Brown has had multiple injuries over the past nine months. I think you could realistically say nine months has had multiple injuries. Some are, I mean, just football. But also, is that a trend that's going to continue to happen? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say yes. Can't say no. Tragedy Henderson has had back-to-back years who's had multiple injuries. It's unfortunate. It's not good. But also, you never know what's going to happen. The Buckeyes need to tap into the portal and go out there and snag a quarterback from said portal. Because yeah, gotta do something to add more depth and experience to this room. And hopefully, if you work quick enough, you can go out there and bring a guy in who can legitimately compete to be the starting QB one for Ohio State, starting quarterback for Ohio State in the upcoming season. Ryan needs to put an emphasis on the transfer portal in the upcoming season, but he also needs to put an emphasis on something that has been an off-season topic over the past few years. On this show, we'll dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $150 in bonus bets when or lose the app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays find bets in the new explore tab make a parlay in the parlay hub which is the best way to find popular parlays and more if you're looking to put some money on next year's national championship winner our friends at FanDuel sportsbook have the early odds on that currently the odds on betting favorite to win the natty next year is Georgia, the Alabama at plus 550. Ohio State is now the third, has the third best betting odds to win the Natty next year at plus 700. You have Texas after that, the team up north after that, and then Oregon is the sixth best, has has the sixth best, sixth best betting odds to win the Natty in 2024. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel found only at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the quarterback position is something that Ryan Day knows he must get right. And maybe you believe that guy currently on the roster, great, as far as next year's starter. Maybe you believe that the guy is going to be on your roster in next season, and Aaron Nolan, great, he'll be in Columbus this month. Or maybe you believe that guy's in the portal, great, whatever it is. You got to get that position right. But there's another area of thought. And I've really touched on this throughout the season on purpose. I was kind of delaying and waiting to see if it was going to come up at a point in time. 
but absolutely I think it's perfect for it to come up right now that Ohio State and Ryan Day need to figure out if there are issues with their strength and conditioning program, and if there are, quickly fix them. Now, this is one where I say, well, I'll first think about why is it an issue over and 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 over again? Why are we having the same conversation? Because it seems like with Ohio State as it's ran under Ryan Day, what do we find? A lot of the same issues, their issues over and over and over and over. And they're habitual issues on the program. And I'm wondering, is it ever going to change? Is it ever going to stop? Is it ever going to be something that will not be the way that it has been over the past couple of years? I don't know. And I remember last year, after talking to, who was it? Typhus Powell. We did a post-game show. Um, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show did a few Ohio State Buckeye post-game shows after some games last year. And it was myself, G. Bush, Mike, and Typhus Powell. We were all on the show they are all three voices that are on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show that I frequent a few times throughout the football season. And I asked Tyvis, I said, hey, Tyvis, is it the player's job to dig in and get the toughness out of himself? Or is it a mixture of the player and the strength and conditioning program? And I pinpointed Mickey Mariotti in regards to how do you figure out how a player is supposed to pull out the toughness in them and Tyvis said it's a mixture of the two it's yes Mickey Mariotti and the strength and conditioning program at Ohio State that are supposed to kind of pull out the aggressiveness and the toughness and the um, mentality that is needed to be at an Ohio State football player yes the program is supposed to but also the player has to commit to it and I say that about Tyvis Powell someone I talked about an Ohio State book I great uh, won the natty had a inter- interception in the Sugar Bowl, the first playoff game the Buckeyes played in, where they beat Alabama there. Because I recently heard a clip of Paris Campbell, another former Ohio State football player, um, Buckeye Grady, was 5-0 against the team up north, and he mentioned this on this podcast he was on. And he said, hey, they were asking him, Isaiah Franklin, uh, Col- Indianapolis Colts linebacker, was a- asking Paris Campbell about, hey, man, what's up with your boys, man? What's going on with them? And Paris Campbell talked about the toughness and the mentality in the culture at Ohio State. And why do I bring those two guys in together? They were at Ohio State. They did great things. They were phenomenal football players in the scarlet and gray. And their opinion is valued at such a high level because of what they did in the shoe and as Ohio State football players. I don't know if the strength and conditioning program has issues. But definitely there's something with the culture and the mentality of these players. And so if they're physically fit and able and ready to play, great. That is one thing. That's huge. That is one accomplishment by them being physically fit that the strength and conditioning program is checking and accomplishing that goal. But if there's toughness that is not right, if the culture is not right, if the mentality is not right, Is that a problem with the strength and conditioning program at Ohio State? Or do we go back to what Tyvus Powell said and said, hey, it's not always on Mickey Mariotti. The player has to be all in as well. Is this on the players? Which is why I had to say, I don't know if it's on Mickey Mariotti. I don't know if it's on the program itself, the strength and conditioning program, or if it's on the players that are currently at Ohio State. I don't know. But what I do know is this. If it's on the program, you got to fix it. 
if it's in the mentality of the players, you got to fix it. There is no time to wait. There's no time to sit around. We can't be here simply saying, oh, we can wait two or three or four days to get this job done. Absolutely not. I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again during the middle portion of today's show. Ryan Day is not just coaching another season at Ohio State. He's coaching for his job. And some of the, some of the decisions he's making right now in regards to what happens in next season if it's the right decision, great, cool. You may keep your job a little bit longer. If it's the wrong decision and it has a trickle-down effect and it not only impacts that current area but impacts others, you might not be the head coach at Ohio State very much longer. I think about this, and I'm not saying Ryan Day and Nick Saban are on the same level of coach in the sport, but think about Nick Saban's path to where he is right now at Alabama. When you think of Nick Saban, what do you think? Do you think SEC? Do you think it do you think Big Ten? Do you think NFL? Which one comes to your mind first? SEC, absolutely. He won, he's won what five or six natties at Alabama. He won his first one at LSU. But let's think about this. One, he does have ties back to Ohio State. He was a DB coach in 1980 and 1981 at Ohio State, but also, what did he do? First, that coaching job was at Toledo. But most people don't think about Nick Saban being a Michigan State head coach from 1995 until 1999. From there, went to LSU. From there, went to Miami, the Dolphins. From there, went back to the SEC, and the rest is history. This could easily be what happened to Nick Saban back at Michigan State. Had to have a different uh, a different spot, a different uh, a different scene. Had to go somewhere else to be a phenomenal coach in the sport. The lessons he learned. Also, might I add, that wasn't his first coaching spot for Nick Saban. Head coaching spot. His first head coaching spot was at Toledo. And also, Nick Saban had been a, spent a lot more time in college prior to getting his first head coaching job than Nick Saban. So I'm not saying if Ryan Day is fired or he's let go. That is the end for him being a college head coach. I am not. But also, this may be a great stepping stone. Some of the mistakes that Ryan Day has made already, hey, if he fixes them with the portal, getting a quarterback, if he fixes them with the strength and conditioning program and figures out, hey, maybe it's a player, maybe it's a program itself, and fine-tunes that thing, hey, Ryan Day could be at Ohio State for another 5, 10, 15-plus years. I'm not being exaggerating. That could be reality. But if you don't, this could be, hey, Early career struggles could lead to later successes in your career. That could very well be what happens with Ryan Day. I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I'm not inside the strength and conditioning program to say, hey, this is this is the problem here in regards to the mentality of the players. But if there's a problem here, Ryan Day must fix it right now. Have you ever thought about one of the hardest things for every college football coach in the sport? And it's something that happens 365 days a year that is not recruiting at the high school level. What is it? We'll dive into that, into that next as Locked on Buckeyes rolls on on the second day of the new year. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. College football is one of those sports that is really, really, really difficult to coach. It's hard to coach at any level. I do a lot of covering of the high school sports and even a little bit more of the covering of the sports um, at IU Kokomo. 
in regards to all the sports there on campus. But, man, college football is a tough, tough sport to coach. It's a tough sport to be a part of. The profession is very cutthroat, and it's not going to change. It's only going to get worse as the rules change in the sport over the next few years. Really, sometimes they're going to make things easier for the player, which makes things harder for the coach. But the reality of the sport is managing a roster has become one of the hardest things for every football coach in the sport. And it's not just at the Ohio State or the elite level. Think about this, Big Ten level, G5 level, uh, upper of lower part of, the, of those FBS independents. If you're at the FCS level, what are you doing? Always trying to tackle and find different ways to properly manage your roster. Remember a couple years ago, well, years, a couple years ago, maybe a year ago, Ryan, it was in a dinner. I don't know exactly what it was, a, uh, a booster meet. I, I don't know exactly what type of form it was. But Ryan Day said, hey, is going. he's going to need $13 million to keep his current roster intact. Now, he said to keep the roster intact. I don't know the exact quote, but the thought was for that roster, I do believe, hey, 13 mil. That's a lot of money. But now it's not just the million that has that a coach needs to keep his roster intact. It's also the things that go into, hey, does this guy is this guy happy? Are we bringing in the right guy? Uh, is this guy thinking about leaving? If he's thinking about leaving, how do we keep him on campus now? Is it the NIL money? Is it getting him playing time? What is the most important thing for said player? I'm sure coaches are lied to all the time, which going to why it's so hard to manage a college football roster. But Ryan Day must figure out how to manage a roster now. You you cannot wait. I mean, you, I mean, you're learning this. It's one of the things about a sport. If you're the head coach, you have to manage that roster that's in front of you. Now, sometimes it's easy. If you're at the high school level, you already know you're naturally going to get guys coming in and out at a certain level, at a certain rate. Some guys will move out of town, move out of district, out of the township's uh, line. Some guys will stay. Some guys will move inside. So it's going to say, hey, here's how you manage a roster. And because you got guys coming in, it's going to be great for you. That's high school. College, yeah, it used to be you had guys for four years, maybe five. Now, you may get guys for a semester, which makes this sport so much harder to manage. But also, what else do you have to try to manage? The egos. So not only do you have guys that are coming in that, hey, they say three or four years. We hear it all the time in these commitment videos. At this point in time, I like to announce and tell everybody in the whole world, over the next three to four years, I'll be taking my talents to this university in and the oohs and the ahs. We see players. I got headphones. I'm gonna take these off real quick. I got hats on. You got you got a hat here, and you say hats over here. And I'm trying to you know move stuff around. I try to be a little bit different as far as uh, what players are doing. Player got a hat here. If you're watching on YouTube, player has a hat on this side. If you're on the YouTube, and player picks his hat up on the. Oh no 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 no! That ain't it. That ain't it. Got this hat over here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. And he puts that hat on. Everybody's happy, and people are like, why are you picking up the first one? Why aren't you picking up the other one? And it's just like, hey, this is what is going on. Players, they say three to four years. They pick up one hat. No, pick up this hat. No, pick up this hat. No, pick up that hat. No. And it's like, wait, what? What is this? 
Just make your decision. But sometimes players want to make things about themselves. Sometimes players want to make things about money. Sometimes players want to make things about playing with their friends. Sometimes players want to make things about things for their family, whatever it may be. That is great. But over the course of time, just like adults do, players change their minds. And they may change their minds at the drop of a hat. As quickly as I'm snapping the fingers right now, and I hope you're able to hear this over the microphone into your speakers, and I hope it's not blaring or busting out the eardrum because I'm not trying to do it that loud. But as quickly as you hear the snap of my fingers, that's as quickly as sometimes players change their minds in regards to what they want on a football field, on a football team. It happens. Which goes into why this is such a hard thing for every college football coach to do every single year. Ryan Day has had a lot of players into the portal over the holiday weekend. This is just between the recording of this show and post-Cotton Bowl. You had Michael Hall Jr., who declared for the NFL draft. It was already thought about that that, that might be the case, but declared for the NFL draft. I believe Jaden McKenzie into the portal. I believe Bryson and Noah Rogers. I believe the same day, different times, they both enter the transfer portal. Jesse Marco, the punter, who just did a phenomenal job in the Cotton Bowl of punting the balls over and over and over. What do we find? He himself entered the portal. So I don't have the exact number as far as portal players for the Buckeyes. I didn't think that was going to come out as clearly as it did. I'm proud of myself there, y'all. I really am. But this number keeps getting bigger. And I understand Ryan Day may need players to hop into the portal to be able to have enough scholarships for the incoming freshmen. Great. And also to bring in guys from the portal. Absolutely. I understand. But also, what do we find? This makes Ryan Day's job a whole lot harder. And I was thinking about this earlier in regards to the Rodgers receivers, Noah Rodgers, Bryson Rodgers. They're not brothers not twins, and I don't believe they are related. I don't believe so at all. Just happened to be two guys, Rodgers, that came to Ohio State to play receiver. Was there a way to get them on the field this year? I mean, possible, but how does it impact the other players and those that are maybe older, that may be on the same playing field or maybe just a little bit better in some areas that you want to put on the field? That's something to think about. Think about this, though. In next season, what would be the projected spot on the roster, on the depth chart? Would it be one? I don't think so. Would it be two? Possible, but that's still up in the year. Would it be on the third row as far as you got your first two receivers, your second group of three as far as your backups, your third group of three as far as would that be where the Rogers boys are going to be? Maybe. Would it be the fourth? Would it be the fifth? And it's fourth or fifth set of three. All of this goes into why it's so hard to manage a college football roster in this sport. It's only going to get harder. I could easily see next year or sometime in this offseason, unlimited transfers, not having to go to the NCAA to have a waiver to play in that sport, to play in that year, so you don't have to sit out. I could easily see the NC2A saying, nope, no waiver. You can transfer as much as you want to. If you want to leave every single year, so be it. You can do it. You know what I got to say? That would be stupid. A place of higher learning, allowing those who are coming to the university to not only play a sport, but to also be educated, to be able to dictate via 
where they play the sport. Okay, cool. Great. Good for them. It doesn't make it better for the sport. And also, something I thought about, and I got to hop out of here because we're up out of time. Have graduations, have graduation, graduation rates went down? Wow, took a little, little bit of time. Are players still graduating at the same clip as they used to? Do schools still put an emphasis on players graduating? Because the more you transfer, just transferring once, not every credit is going to move with you. If you transfer again, once again, not every credit is going to move with you. What happened? Um, Poly EA, not OTOT, a linebacker used to play at USC, transferred to Ohio State. What happened? His transfer was delayed, and I believe it's for credits and things moving with him from USC to Ohio State. Parker Lewis, a kicker who was a USC transfer, transferred from USC to Ohio State, who is now also back in the portal. What happened? It was a holdup with his as well. Now, I don't know if it's a USC thing, but also sometimes your credits don't transfer, which makes me have the thought, are players still graduating at the same rate as they used to? And do teams still care about the graduation rate of the football team in every single year or play, that they put players not only athletically, on the field that perform, but also academically in the classroom that perform as well. Out of here on a Tuesday, Buckeye fans. By the time you're listening to this, we will know, you will know, who is playing in the national championship next Monday. I'm looking forward to watching that game. Not a fan of these late kicks up, kickoffs, especially on a Monday we all got jobs. I don't stay up as late as I used to. My wife doesn't stay up as late as uh, she used to. We both are kind of people that go to bed a little bit early. I'll try to stay up to watch all that game and know how good it's going to be or it should be. But sometimes that body clock says, hey, hey, bro, it's time to go night, night. It's time to go to bed. Not time to go to bed for us here on this show, but it's time for us to leave and go away out of here on a Tuesday, Buckeye fans. You can't. Catch tomorrow's show. <laughs> It'll be a fun one for you.